Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex Anderson, and welcome to the Quilt Connection with episode number 87. I received an email the other day, and um, the person wanted to know if I was still doing podcasting, and the answer is yes, but I do realize how horribly delinquent I have been, and for that I apologize, but if you look at my schedule, which I finally just got up on the website, alexandersonquilts.com, you can see, well, you can't because it disappears once I've done it, but it has been crazy. And I have said that in past podcasts. And just when I think it can't get crazier, it does. This summer was a blink of the eye and now we're into autumn. But basically there were two major things that went on. Well, three. I had a book due. Very, very excited about the book. It is right now um, being put together editing-wise, and then soon it will go to design. I can't really tell you what it is, but um, it's replacing one of my older books, and it is celebrating a new technique that I have learned. Not new to you guys, probably, who are listening, but new to me. And if you've been to any of my lectures, I'll give you a little hint I learned how to do it quite skillfully in an hour, so I'm very, very excited about that. But um, perhaps the other two things that were paramount was we went on a cruise to the Baltic Sea, of which I'd like to talk about that in this podcast, and then my son got married after we were home five days from that down in Montecito, and I'd like to talk about that in the next podcast. Then um, it's just, you know, it keeps on rolling. It keeps on rolling. I'm tomorrow getting on an airplane and flying all over the United States for Bernina after just having gotten home from taping season four of the quilt show. So, you know, it's one thing after another. I mean, it's all good stuff, but I, yeah, 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 yeah. The house is quiet right now. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to hope the phone doesn't ring and start with the Baltic Sea. First of all, we flew into um, Amsterdam or next to Amsterdam, but we didn't really have the time to go there. So we were in Rotterdam, and that's where the ship took off of. We met our friends Warren and Wendy from um, Santa Cruz. They were on this cruise with us. And when you fly overseas, the ticket is to stay awake till that night. So we started walking, walking, walking. Um, for those of you who have been on cruises with me, you know that I'm famous for taking the city bus tour. And uh, we got on the city bus tour and ended up going on a big giant loop of uh, Rotterdam because we didn't know when to get off. And uh, we saw some really great windmills. And what was interesting was unlike, say, like Italy and in Greece and all that, these cities are kind of remarkably a lot like ours. Um, it's it, I didn't feel so much like I was in another country um, as I have in the past, you know, like when we were in Santorini and things like that in Greece. We did find an absolutely 
fabulous fabric store in Rotterdam, and it had what I would call um, very, very exotic fabrics. Now, you know, the cottons were, oh, like they had some pretty good batiks and things like that, but as far as what we would enjoy um, in America, nothing like that. To me, it was prom dress city, and with the wedding in front of us, I was like going, oh my gosh, this is wonderful wedding fabric and, you know, all that good stuff. Then um, the next day we got on the ship and took off. The water was not that rough. I think a couple people the first day may have had a little bit of seasick issues, but pretty much, you know, we quilted. And when I teach on these particular cruises, the idea is that when you're at sea, you're stitching, and when you're on land, you're playing. Now, when I work out of with Quilt Celebrations um, with Faye Doyle as the leader, this is not my, I don't know, I don't want to say it's my last cruise, but the next one that they're going to go on in two years, which I would call an exotic cruise, it's, I believe, starting again in Rotterdam and then going down to Scotland, and that's in two years. I'm going to have to take a pass on that one. And that was really, really difficult for me to do. But there were many, many reasons compiled into it. Um, But I want to say Faye is just the best to work with. So, you know, there aren't any weird reasons or anything. It was just kind of, I've become overwhelmed with everything. But if you ever want to go on one of her cruises, the deal is when you're at sea, you're sewing. And when you're at shore, you're playing. Now, when you go out of the United States... Um, bringing sewing machines becomes a whole nother thing, an issue. So I know some people backed out of this particular cruise because there weren't sewing machines, but honestly, um, I don't really see it as that big of a deal. I mean, there are so many things with quilting that you can learn and expose yourself to that um, I just, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. We did... I did an applique class, a beginning applique class, and I designed something I would say that was very Pennsylvania Dutch in its nature. And what was fun was that a lot of the people really weren't beginners. And the one thing about applique that I'm learning is that the more I know, the less I know, and everybody has their own way of going about it. So it was really cool that some of the more seasoned um quilters on this particular cruise would share their tips and tricks with me. The other thing I designed was a red work. I am known for um, always coming up with a new pillow and it too was very Pennsylvania Dutch in feel and I didn't have time to do the red work itself, so Marlene Ball did it for me. I love her. She comes to my retreats, and I met Marlene on the Internet, and she, Deb Silva, and Susan Moore are responsible for the retreat that I host in Livermore in November, and she off, she makes the pin cushions for the retreat. That's a whole other story. Well, what it is, is the first retreat I made pin cushions for everybody because there were like 20, and then the retreat grew to like 35, and now it's a back-to-back, and I was like, I can't do this. And my retreaties, um, well, we're like family now. They're like, you have to do it. So Marlene stepped up to the plate. Love you, Marlene, if you're listening to this, and love you for doing the red work for the cruise. It, too, was very Pennsylvania Dutch in nature, 
And as time goes on, I'm hoping on the quilt show, we now have a projects page. All of these red works will be available for you. Uh, right now, there's one that's houses, and behind it, it says, Love Thy Neighbor. It's a shadow red work design that I did, and it was fashioned after, actually, a quilt that Deb Silva, who I just mentioned, um, made for me. So I've got really dear friends that I have met via the Internet, and... Um, well, if you're listening to this, you know the power of communication. It's available in ways that just, you know, weren't even possible even five years ago, or at least to the novice like me. So anyways, after the first day at sea, I can't really remember the order of everything we went, all the different countries we went to, but what I would like to share with you are some of the different places and, and how it struck me. We did go to Germany, and several people got on buses and went into Berlin. And one of the reasons they wanted to do that was so that they could see the um, concentration camp. Well, I've been to a concentration camp, and I only need to do that once in my lifetime. It's very, very sobering. It's horrifying. And um, I just didn't see going on a train for three hours to do this, but a lot of people did. But Warren and Wendy and I went to um, another town that was on, we took a train ride, probably about a 20-minute train ride from the ship to this town. And it was blocked um, and, you know, until the wall came down. And the other thing that that was very interesting about this town was that basically it was decimated during World War II and um, reconstructed and the fascias of the buildings were unlike anything I've seen before. Very, very interesting, very simple, very lovely in its design. And, and it was real fun because Warren and I Warren and Wendy, our friends, we were on the quest of pickled fish the whole time, and we got pickled fish sandwiches there, and oh, they were so good. We also, uh, it was also record-breaking heat, and um, I mean, we're talking hot, but we signed up for a city tour at like two in the afternoon, or one, I don't know, but anyways, it was like a little mini bus, all encased in glass, with no windows and no air conditioning. And I was sitting on the side with the sun coming in, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm going to die. I mean, for real. And, you know, you hear about people that leave their dogs in their cars during heat waves. Well, I was the dog. And when we come to a stop sign, we would beg for her to open the door, and it was kind of against the law for her to do that. But I'm telling you, it was probably 130 degrees. It, it was excruciatingly hot in this machine, this little machine, this car. And then we get on the train coming home, and it, who does not really have windows you can open? I mean, dying. Um, this one guy got on the train, because we're heading back to the ship, so it's like a little seaside town. And he had like on this skimpy Speedo and the Snaggletooth necklace. And it was like, ew, and he was sweating. But, oh, it was so gross. Anyways, I don't know why I went there. That was just a memory. You're getting memories. Um, 
Another um, town we went to, I'm, I'm trying just to think to the different places, Finland. I loved, loved, loved Finland. My cousin is engaged to a gal named Anna, who is from Finland, and so I've heard a lot about Finland. But what they had there was they had this open market, and in the open market, they had just glorious handmade goods. So I got a hand-dyed silk scarf, like a shawl for lack of, a shawl, not a scarf. And it was like $60. And really, in the scheme of things, that was very inexpensive because things were so expensive there. I mean, you know, it's bad enough that the euro is against us, but then just throw that on top of it. And my daughter had warned me, but like, um, um, you go and get, say, a, a Coke or whatever, it's like $10. I mean, it was unbelievable. So at this open market, the price, the things were not only handmade, but the prices were reasonable. I got a beautiful black leather, um, purse and and so forth. But also one of the things we do when we travel is we go to all the churches and we stumbled in one church and they were going to have an organ concert at noon and it was free. And that was really great. It was just magnificent. So, you know, not only am I looking for crafting goods, anything that gives us the slice of the community is fabulous. As far as, excuse me, the fabric store went there it was in a department store, and it was a department store kind of what I would say perhaps ours were 50 years ago. It was had everything in the store. The fabrics were very, very Merimekko. The look was very, very Merimekko, but Wendy was looking for uh, DMC embroidery floss, probably about a buck and a half to two bucks a, uh, a bunch, so that kind of gives you an idea. But then there were like art stores, um, craft stores, besides the open bazaar, and you could get absolutely incredible, incredible um, hand-knit sweaters and so forth. Not, not cheap, though, not cheap at all. I didn't do it because living in California, we just really, you know, don't wear things like that. Russia, we went to Russia, and that was um, very, very sobering experience. Um, the first day, we were there two days, I just was in love with it. By the second day, I have to tell you, honestly, I was very depressed. I have never seen such poverty in my life. And what was point, and I, I want to be very careful with what I say here. So you're going to have to read between the lines on this. But um, the people, it just, you could feel the heaviness in the air of the people. And I heard before we went that there are very, very rich people there. Like there's more millionaires or whatever there than any other place. I don't know if this is true or not, but um, to see how perhaps people who were supported by communism were having to live now and even perhaps then was um, heart-wrenching. And I, I think the thing is that perhaps... Well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I just know that if I were my age and everything, well, I am my age, um, but the, you know, governmentally everything changed. It just would just send you 
on your, you know, pins. And uh, I will say this, though, um, the um, very famous, I call it the Onion Dome Church or whatever, that was phenomenal. Um, I think Church of the Spilt Blood, unbelievable. Inside, it was all mosaic. And the outside was just absolutely beautiful. And when we were there, we um, were, it was pointed out that when you get married in um, uh, St. Petersburg, it is a wives' tale that, well, you'll have good luck if your groom carries you over seven bridges. And so you'll see these limos with like wedding wreaths on the front end of it and brides and grooms, grooms carrying brides over all these bridges. And the wedding party is with you, and the wedding party might be like 10 people, but the maid of honor and uh, groom's um, best man, they were like a sash, kind of like a prom queen sash. So that was a lot of fun. Um, it's rumored that in World War II, when the city was being bombed, um, they did not bomb this particular structure because it just was, you know, it was too beautiful to bomb. We went out to Catherine's palace and it was decimated in World War II. And a lot of it has been put back together because of photographs and stuff like that. I, uh, the Amber Room was incredible. It's a reenactment of what the Amber Room was. We could not take photographs of it. But, you know, it's rumored that the original Amber Room is, you know, somewhere in the hills of Germany or whatever. But the other thing that was very, very interesting, and again, you know, oh, I say this with such caution. Please don't write me. I mean, I'm just telling you what I saw and in, in what I heard was when they talked about World War II, they didn't say the Germans, they said the Nazis. And I thought that was very, very, very interesting. Um, we went into, um, when we were in Catherine's Palace, they had photographs of after it was decimated. And it's amazing they could even bring it back to um, what it is now. I love, love, loved Sweden. Again, the design was just absolutely delicious to me. I get Ikea now. I get Miramiko now. Very, very, um, very clean. Well, you know what this looks like. But the other thing that's really fun is, you know, my roots are in Door County, Wisconsin. And you have a lot of Swedes up there. And my parents had a little cabin up there of which they put a sleeping porch on it. And I never really quite got the architecture of it. Well, after being there, I did. So um, it was an absolutely fabulous trip. We flew home, got home on Sunday, and um, had to pull ourselves together because on Friday, we headed down to Santa Barbara for Joey and Shelley's wedding. So on the next podcast, which will be 88, you'll have to indulge me as I tell you about their wedding. Um, until we meet, and I'll tell you right now, I'm getting around. Happy quilting. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.